0: Previously on At The Movies, with Arch Campbell and Lou Katz.
1: I only listened to the first few minutes of last week's podcast. You know,
2: this is a problem with a lot of people. They start listening and they They, cut it
1: off. They They don't know what they're missing. Hello, friends, and welcome.
2: (laughs) Do we still have
1: friends? Uh, Hopefully a few. (laughs) Welcome to another star-studded edition of... (laughs) Oh, at the movies. I'm the star, you're the stud. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's at the movies with Arch Campbell and yours truly, Lou Katz. Ah. And now yes. for yet another chapter in the pathetic end <laughs> of a mediocre career. <laughs> According to who? Please welcome Mr. Arch Campbell. Thank you. Thank you very much.
2: That's a line I'm stealing from Willard Scott. That used to be his line. Yes, it's the pathetic end of a mediocre career. And uh, here we are this week back again for our podcast. This is a big week for new movies. Uh, Number one, summer is over. Right. Labor Day has come. And uh, there has been quite a lot of anticipation about the concluding movie to the Stephen King uh, novel, It. I, d- I didn't read it. I hear it's one of his best books.
1: I didn't read it and I didn't see it. But I know who Stephen <laughs> but, King is. So there you go.
2: I get at least a couple stars. That never stopped me. <laughs> And the the very first move the first movie was very successful. In it, a group of kids there are seven of them fight an evil clown spirit who lures kids to their death. and And the first one is scary. I mean, it's jump out of your seat that kind of stuff. Now with chapter two, we're 27 years later and the boogeyman has returned, Pennywise is his name, and the grown-up cast now, because 27 years ago they were kids. Now in this grown-up 27-year-later thing, Bill Hadar and Jessica Chastain and James McAvoy come back as some of the kids from the first movie. Mm -hmm. And they... They sag back and forth between them as kids and them as adults. And I thought that was very successful. There are some very frightening mo- you know, the loud, suddenly busting out of the screen moments.
1: Yeah, moments I avoid at all costs. But here, here's
2: the thing with It Chapter 2, Go which ahead. I really wanted to see. It's almost three hours long. And at three hours long or 245, whatever it is, it's at least an hour too long. It drags and it feels harsh. And I think they they expanded it with lots of this harsh uh, uh, jump-out-of-your-seat gore. And to be honest with you, I hated it. And the longer mm-hmm. it went on... The more you the more the you disliked it. The more I hated it. So um, I'm not a fan of It Chapter 2. In mm. fact... I'm through with it. (laughs) You're through with it. It's going to be huge. It's R-rated. I'm giving it one star. I
1: just, you know, I I, hate it. I I don't know, Arch. Maybe I'm just a total wuss, but I have never been into scary movies. I well, no. I just some people will love that stuff. I just like it's you too, know. I get, like that. I get one. too stressed out. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Not like Get Out. That was you know about that, my level see, of, of of horror the, movie.
2: And this other thing, Ready or Not, which right. was a couple of weeks ago, it's that same. See, Get Out is the new kind of horror movie. It's it's horror and comedy. Yeah. And you know the comedy relieves the stress, which is what you're talking about. Right. This thing, the stress is. Oh, my God, I've been in here two hours and 45 minutes. When am I going to go to the bathroom? Jeez. (laughs) You know, that part of the stress is it's so damn long. Right. So I'm with you. I like this comedy, uh, horror, stress reliever, Mm -hmm. uh, and good storytelling. This is just harsh. Yeah,
1: too much. So. All right, aren't you ready to go into rewind mode now?
2: Uh, here's a, uh, a list of the biggest movies of the year so far. Let's see if you can you guess them. What's the biggest movie? Well, in I gotta, the gotta believe toy, I
1: gotta believe Toy Story's in there somewhere. Toy
2: Story Four is in there. Yes, the number one uh, movie of the year is Avengers: Endgame. Almost nine hundred million. It's made almost a billion dollars in America. Huh. And more than that, worldwide. Wow. And that right there is almost the story of movies these days. That uh, the Avengers is this universe, and they've got all these different characters, and they can make movies about the other character, Captain America, or Captain Marvel, or, or whatever, Thor. They've all got their own stories, and they all get together in one to st- Iron Man. Uh, Iron Man was... Pretty good, I thought. Uh,
1: I don't. I don't think it cost nine hundred million dollars to make that movie. <laughs>
2: somebody's somebody's pocketing some serious coin. Well, the somebody is Disney who yeah. owns just about everything. Watch your stock. Number two is the Lion King Disney mm-hmm. remake. That's no surprise. The second biggest movie of the year, and Toy Story four is the third, and Captain Marvel is mm-hmm. the fourth, and those are all, I believe, Disney Avenger films. And huh. then uh Spider Man is uh fifth.
1: Like I said, check your Disney stock. should
2: uh, she be doing pretty good. Anne Hornaday, you know, my dear sure. friend that I did the uh Arch and Ann podcast with for a couple of years. Till we ran out of money on that. <laughs> I think money? My- what is that? I- <laughs> It's that thing that they used to pay us (laughs) Oh, (laughs) back in the day. She had a nice column uh, the weekend before Labor Day basically saying that the movies are playing it safe and the movies seem to be about uh, what they've already made and remaking them or jumping off from them. And she sort of, you know, that makes her sad and me too but Hmm. that's that's what it is
1: now you wanted to talk about something last
2: weekend there was one new movie opened last weekend really that that, uh i failed to see and i'm not the only one
1: apparently not
2: (laughs) john travolta opened in a new movie called the fanatic and uh i'm sorry to say it's considered the um the biggest bomb of his career Really? Yeah.
1: He's had several in there. Yeah. Like, this is the biggest.
2: And, you know, I I wondered why uh, Travolta didn't show up in uh, the Quentin Tarantino Once Upon Time in Hollywood. You would have thought he would have found something for him in right. that. But anyway, Travolta has a new movie, and we have an inside view of both the movie and John Travolta. So uh, let's go to the phones and bring on our new friend, Dean Rogers, who is the chief entertainment correspondent for the Rogers Review on your internet.
3: And hello, Dean. Thank you. Arch and Lou, it's great to be talking with you. It feels a little bit different because I'm normally interviewing celebrities, so here I am being interviewed. So let me ask
2: you this. First of all, I guess they made you watch the movie before you could talk to Travolta. (laughs) Oh, jeez.
3: Yes, I did see the film.
2: And and what did you think of it?
3: I actually enjoyed the film. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) And here's the reason why. Um, I created a story that really shows the dark side of fan appreciation and it kicked up several notches, especially I felt that Travolta delivered a performance that kept you on the edge of your seat, especially he played Moose, and he delves deep into the mind of an obsessive fan who wants to meet his idol, and he truly displays that on a big screen.
2: John Travolta had a uh, uh, you know a press junket in Washington, D.C., and I, I was kind of curious as to why they picked D.C. for this.
3: I wish I knew. All I'm going to say is I'm just going to... Let them pick whatever venue or whatever city and hope it's here in DC. It's like we're lucky to get, you know, press junkets and screeners and meet some of the celebrities. So if it's DC, it's like, I'm all for it, you know?
2: How was Travolta to talk to? How was he? How, how you know, how did your conversation go?
3: You know, when it comes to meeting celebrities, uh, both Moo and Arch, it can be crazy. It could be mind-numbing because you never know what type of person you're going to get. Travolta was actually one of the friendliest people I've ever encountered in my 10 years of interviewing celebrities. Originally, it was going to be just a six-minute interview, but we kept talking it you up know, being a 15-minute interview.
2: We got a little piece of your interview with John Travolta, and he is explaining why he took this role.
1: Surprised and excited with how much I liked it because I understood it because I'm an ultimate fan of artists. And I'm also
0: a film actor, so I could see both scenarios so well, you know. And I know Hollywood really well. I know cynicism. I know all of that super well. So I just felt like it was a film I should do. I
2: I have to tell you, Dean, uh, I have met and interviewed John Travolta several times, and I always found him very accessible. And I have a story about him. When the Udvar Hazy Museum opened out at Dulles, you know the airplane museum. Oh yeah. Uh, the Smithsonian uh, got Travolta to fly his personal 707. You know he owns several airplanes, right. including a, I think it's a 707. Yeah. And he was out there doing uh, interviews, um, you know, junket interviews by uh, satellite. And I came out there with a crew from Channel 4. And just between interviews, I said, look, when you're finished, we just want to put a mic on you and follow you around the museum. He says, oh, that's great. And uh, he could not have been nicer. He told me it was the best interview anybody ever did with him because we didn't talk about movies or projects or anything. We talked about his passion for airplanes and the thing i remember about it is during the interview he asked me a couple of questions he said what what's your favorite airplane out here you know he so so i have a soft spot in my heart for travolta i'm glad you liked the movie but i've got to tell you you may be the only person in america oh, who liked it it's in one theater And I think it's made about $10,000 nationwide. And uh, You know, let let us hope for the best retrieval. Uh, By the way, I understand he shaved his head. Is he totally bald now?
3: Yes, he is. In fact, that was the one thing that took me by surprise when I met him. It was like, oh my God, what happened to his (laughs)
2: hair? Did you say that to him?
3: (laughs) No, I kept it to myself. And it's like, well, this is New style. and I'm going to rock with it. And but I was, you know, giddy inside because I remember his career all the way back from Saturday Night Fever, yeah, and yeah. He was talking and Get Shorty and Pulp Fiction. So to be in the same room with him, it was fanboyish. I have to say it, but I kept it cool, kept it inside. And he gave me a nice hug after we took a picture.
2: Oh, that's nice. Uh, So
3: very quickly,
2: before we wrap up with you, whenever we have a reviewer on the podcast, uh, we like to ask uh, what you like and what you're looking forward to. So give me three movies that were your favorite this summer.
3: That was a very tough choice. I would have to go with, number one, The Farewell, Aquafina. Ah,
2: good. Great choice.
3: Yes, indeed. Second one was also a tough choice. Rocket Man also gets the biopics sort of thing now.
2: Love that. Love that. Very good. And uh, number three, let's see if we agree on three.
3: All right. And the final film, which was really tough, but I can't believe Toy Story 4, because, you know, the third one.
2: Good pick. Good pick.
3: And then they make the fourth one, and it's like, you have to make me cry again, Disney, Disney Pixar. Thanks a lot.
2: Tell me three things you're looking forward to this fall.
3: The three things I'm really looking forward to are at Astra with Brad Pitt and Tom and Jones. Good. I'm looking forward to seeing Joaquin Phoenix take on The Joker.
2: I hear great things about The Joker. In fact, I hear it might be an Oscar contender.
3: And then soft spot since Mr. Rogers, My Name is Rogers, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood with me.
1: Well, there you go. Now, Dean, a little plug. Your website is The Rogers Review, right?
3: Uh, The Rogers Review, but they got to make sure it's spelled R-E-V-U-E. We're not The Regular Review. The
2: Rogers Review. Okay, well, we look for you on the Internet. And uh, happy to have you on the podcast, and I hope you come back again.
3: I'm looking forward to coming back. Thank you, Lou. Thank you, Arch. Thank you all. So there you are. That's our
2: new friend, Dean Rogers, and he uh, got to meet John Travolta. I thought it would be interesting to have him in. He's one of the uh, Internet guys, and uh, he's a budding film critic, and, and our buddy as well. We like We like hearing from the young people of America. (laughs) The youngsters. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, you are listening to At The Movies with Arch Campbell and Lou Katz. We come to you from the worldwide headquarters of the Katz podcasting system. We're in studios buried in an underground bunker deep beneath Bethesda, Maryland. This is the Katz podcasting system. So, Lou, what is our email address? Are we getting any email? Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm not, Arch, but I
1: know that uh, that you actually got one recently. I, so. I
2: did get an email, and uh, and more about that later on. Right.
1: If you do want to reach us, you can do it at uh, arch at houndradio.com or Lou, L-O-O, at houndradio.com. And we hope you'll have a chance to definitely uh, send us a note or two. We love getting those. And also, we love the fact that you might be... so
2: unusual. I know. It would be nice for you to actually listen to
1: Hound Radio, too.
2: Hound Radio is internet radio, like the good old days of Wash FM. Yeah,
1: that's the format. It's like an adult contemporary hybrid format. And we have news from Associated Press and uh, showbiz Mm. reports from AP. And we do the weather... And we have uh, promotions. We're giving away movie tickets and all oh, kinds oh, of stuff.
2: Oh, what are you going to? You got a movie coming up? You're going to see? It's
1: Hustlers with oh. J Lo.
2: I'm going to see Hustlers. You're going to go see Hustlers. Yes. Are you
1: going to the screening next week? Because I'm going to be there. I am.
2: Well, I'll, I'll, let's go together. Well, let's
1: let's save gas and carpool. Yeah, yep. it's going to be at the uh, the majestic, uh, Regal, majestic, in Silver Spring.
2: This is the one where they're strippers, right?
1: And then and they're trying to and, get back at the Wall Street guys who used to watch them strip. And so they scam these Wall Street guys, right? It's supposed to be interesting hmm. and. <laughs> notice how he says that we do have free passes though if you would like to go and if you would all you have to do is just go to houndradio.com sign up there or you can personally email me again lou at houndradio.com and a special shout out to our pals at Bethesda Bagels. Uh, you know,
2: they are the official bagel of uh, At the Movies with Arch Campbell right. and Lou Katz and a cast of thousands. Right, and they're, opening up, their, right,
1: they're opening up a brand new location, hopefully oh, really? uh, in the next uh, month or two, maybe, really? according to Steve Fleischman, uh-huh. the president. Uh-huh. It's over at Wildwood Shopping Center in Bethesda on oh, Georgetown Road. like so. that. And if you go to Bethesda Bagels, be
2: sure to mention that you heard this podcast right. at the Movies with Arch Campbell. And Lou Katz. And tell them we'll make them a great deal <laughs> because they are the official bagel and uh, and that we would like to them to sponsor
1: us. And maybe they can make a hound-shaped bagel. Oh, hey. <laughs>
0: there
2: you go.
1: Uh, hey, there you are. And how about the Irish Inn at Glen Echo? That's Irish? owned by my friend
2: Christy Hughes. <laughs> you know, would it kill him to give us a free meal every now and <laughs> really? then? Would it kill him? Let's let's yeah. have a staff meeting. That's that's the official <laughs> the Irish in the official Irish end of this. I've decided also let's make Chevy Chase Acura the official car dealer
1: <laughs> of this podcast. And by the way, may I throw in the fact that <laughs> yeah. Scott Tissue is the official toilet paper
2: I, I, <laughs> of the Hound I Radio think about, bathroom. I that 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 pretty much
1: takes care of I think it, we got it, it all I think we got it all covered we've wiped it all up
0: now Arch.
2: Oh, oh no sorry oh
0: you're listening to At The Movies with Arch Campbell and Lou Katz and a cast of thousands.
1: We are back and it is now time for another edition of Ask Arch. Oh, oh are we doing that? Yes, we are. Oh, it's oh. the podcast feature that lets you, our one and only listener, <laughs> ask any question and any kind of question. These are
2: This is viewer mail. Viewer listener mail. <laughs> listener mail. All right, <laughs> coming right into us. Oh, did we? Did we bring some? Uh, I've got an envelope right
1: here. All right, go ahead. Ted Wojnicz. Oh, Ted of somewhere in. <laughs> we can't figure this out. Uh, either Maryland, D.C., or Virginia. Writes. Well, in. we know
2: he's in the area right. anyway. Ted. Okay. Oh, how nice
1: to hear from Ted Wojnicz. He yes. says, Arch, I understand Vincent Van Gogh had a <laughs> yes. very unusual, unusual family. Care to explain?
2: Yes, I am an expert on Vincent Van Gogh's family tree. Okay, go. Ted, uh, Vincent had a dizzy aunt, also known as Vertigo. <laughs> <laughs> he had an uncle. Who liked prunes a little too much? Oh, no. That was gotta go. It <laughs> was a son-in-law from Eastern Europe, you go. <laughs> and a cousin who operated a convenience store. Stop and go. <laughs> All
1: right, Ted. Ted, hope that answers. Hope that answers your Thanks question a lot, for Ted. you. Ted,
2: Ted oh Wunich. my there gosh. You go. So who else? Who, oh, here's one. Boy, this one is really stuck together. Ah.
1: Good job tearing there, Arch. Uh, Dean you. Rogers.
2: Oh, <laughs> the Rogers Review. Dean wrote in.
1: Right, Dean actually well wrote as in. As participated yes, he did. on the
2: podcast. A little earlier he
1: he's an ambitious little kid <laughs> he isn't certainly he certainly is.
2: dean rogers he he writes arch <laughs> yes
1: now that school has officially started oh
2: well school has
1: started yes i true. happen to have a math problem for you buddy Ooh, oh i love math problems good what do you get if you have three apples three apples 23 grapes 23 grapes a pineapple one pineapple and twenty-two strawberries. What the, that's a fruit salad. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dean. Dean Rudd. All right. Oh, we got one. We got one more. Arch. Oh, can oh, you uh, let's open, see, let's see. open up let's the envelope see. for that one, please? Golly, Moses. boy!
2: This All is right. Stuck with sealing wax. Ah, ah All right. there you go. Gosh.
1: Right, see so we got.
2: It. Wait, 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 wait. There. Now I can uh, read it.
1: Carol Maloney, ah, Carol Maloney of that new sports radio station, ESPN six thirty, writes in. What,
2: what's the call letters of that thing?
1: WSPN. I
2: WSP. I what is SPN? Well, stand for? Sports, sports and
1: ESPN. So oh, I guess it's just God. WSPN.
2: Well, Carol Maloney has a midday gig on right, there. She, we like Carol yeah, Maloney. Yeah, we like Carol, and please tell Carol Maloney that we're mentioning her on the air here.
1: Absolutely. Arch? Yes. I have a brain teaser for oh, you. Good This is from Carol. Uh uh-huh. What do you get when you cross a dyslexic? What do you get when you cross a dyslexic, an insomniac, an insomniac, and an agnostic, and an agnostic. What do you get besides a guy who you, can't pronounce words? You put together a
2: dyslexic, insomniac, agnostic. That's a guy who can't sleep because he wonders about the existence of dog.
1: <laughs> Carol, thank That's you.
2: just terrible. <laughs> Carol, you should know better than that.
1: <laughs> Go back to the sports, Carol.
2: That's our, our podcast for this week. Yeah. I'll be next week, I'm going to review The Goldfinch. And there's a new documentary on Linda Ronstadt. Uh, coming out called The Sound of My Voice that I've already seen and I just think it's terrific so I can't wait to discuss that with you.
1: Looking forward to next week and I know we're going to wrap up the show. We uh, interviewed uh, Dean Rogers who had a chance to interview John Travolta recently for his new blockbuster movie.
2: This is our six shades of bacon or whatever that is. (laughs) We were we were just one person away from having John Travolta on this show.
1: Exactly. So anyway, uh, we were talking about John Travolta's song. He actually recorded a hit song. Really? Back in 1976. Was that when he was on Welcome Back, Conquer, I think, yes, 76, 77. Before uh, Saturday Night Fever. I think right before. And the song made it to the Billboard Top 10.
2: You played this uh, in radio career? I played this song radio career back
1: when I was working at WWDC, AM 1260, back in the, in the mid-70s. Wow. And I thought it would be a great way to sort of wrap up the show. So now, what's the name of the song? Let Her In.
2: Let Her In.
1: John Travolta.
2: <laughs> and, you know, we do wish John Travolta well. I think that he still has another comeback uh, in him. It's just not going to be with the fanatic. But we're a fanatic when it comes to John Travolta.
1: Thank you for listening.
0: Hey, hey. Something she said has stuck in my head and I can't get away. Gonna let her in. Gonna let her in. so long, gonna open up, after so long, with my feet stuck on the ground, and my head against the wall, I've been called, and I can't answer why. And it can't be denied And I'm ready to try Gonna let her in Gonna let her in with Arch Campbell and Lou Katz and a cast of thousands comes to you by way of the Katz podcasting system. Katz, America's number one name in delicatessens, Broadway musicals, and podcasting.